0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Holy shit! Right? I was not in a mood to do this, right? Because, well, look, here is the thing: I am in the Toyota Prius recording studio, and I, I just didn't want to step back in the car. You guys know I love the car, all right? You know it's 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 part of who I am. Gets me to where I need to go. It's my recording studio, for Christ's sake! But I, I just drove back from Kingston. Kingston, Ontario, not Jamaica. But, oh, it would have been nice to be in Jamaica, you know. Nice weather down there. Kingston, Ontario, less good, full of snow, but a lovely place. And uh, after, like, three hours on the road today, I didn't want to just get back into the car, but I did for you people. You know what? I got to provide the content. I got to... What, what do you, you, you wake up Monday morning and you're like, where? Where in the Christ is the latest I said, shut up. I'm not even going to fucking work. Forget about it. I don't want to do that to you people. Now, listen, if you don't want to go to work, you stay home. You know, don't go to work just to listen to the podcast. Take a sick day. And if you don't have any sick days, and you still don't want to go to work, change your job. Now, I say that with some caution because uh, I pursued my dream. And let me tell you something it's not all roses. Not all roses. In fact, it's never roses. There are no roses in stand up comedy. But you are doing what you want to do. Say the thing is, I just, I'm on this track because a guy I was working with all week in Kingston, by the way. Uh, Kingston, the Absolute Comedy Club, thanks so much for having me. Great shows. St. Patrick's Day? Oh, happy St. Patrick's Day belated to all of you people. I uh, hope you stayed safe. But, um, yeah, the guy I was working with in Kingston, he he just quit his job as an engineer. I've mentioned him on the podcast before because, coincidentally, I've worked with him a bunch of times. I guess he's out there working more now, right, because... You know, he's got to try to fill the void somehow, but uh, trying to get a similar salary to the engineering from stand-up is going to be, it's going to be a, that's a tall task. I'll I'll say that much. I mean, uh, you know, maybe he'll be a super famous comedian. He'll move to LA and get on TV and do all these things. And then sure. Now, that's not why he quit. He quit because he was miserable, and that's why you should quit. You don't quit thinking, I'll replace my salary with stand-up comedy because, A, that's stupid. You're just not going to do it. Don't be stupid. But if you're quitting because you're like, I don't like my life. I am miserable. I would much rather go be poor at something that won't make me miserable. Then do that, man. That's what you should do. But anyway, I wasn't in the mood like I said, to do the podcast, but I am now. And this it's the littlest thing. It was Kid Rock. You know, he sat me down. He was like, Mark, you got to do the podcast. I assume that's how he talks. No, it was, uh, I just sat in the car and they, they played, uh, they're playing, I don't know what they're fucking playing on um, one of the radio stations here in Toronto. But it's like a retrospective of like when the 90s, Turned into the 2000s. And, of course, I was in university at that time. So I'm very familiar with that music era. And uh, they were playing Ba-Wit-Da-Ba, that Kid Rock song. And it fucking rocks, man. Very appropriately, his name is Kid Rock. When that song came out, I'm like, yeah, that kid fucking rocks. Because that song, Jesus. No, I don't care. I don't care who you are. If you think that that song isn't full of just piss and vinegar. That is some, I don't know. I don't really believe in catharsis, but boy, when that fucking type of music comes on, that just gets me going. Gets me going! And uh, But I did just find out, though, in the preamble that the radio disc jockey was doing to uh, the Ba with the Ba song. He said that, don't believe... I got a fucking hair on this microphone that is so long, it is clearly not mine. I'm going to say it's my wife's, but why the hell does my wife have my microphone? Is she recording a secret podcast? Probably is. Most likely has more listeners than me. But the guy said that Kid Rock was uh, not poor. He did not come out of the trailer like a lot of people paint him. In fact, his dad owned a car dealership in Detroit and was super successful. He had, like, a five-acre house or some shit. He was stinking rich. So, you know, but it's showbiz, man. You sell the sizzle. Kid Rock fucking did that right. You know, like Drake. I'm always shitting on Drake, but I shouldn't. I shouldn't do that. Because, it's like, Kid Rock, same thing. You know, you just you play the part. Yeah, because Drake, in case you don't know, was also rich. I uh, lived in a rich area of Canada. His father was a dentist. Um, you know, but he he, produ- he still produced the music, and and you know he he acts the part. He does well. Apparently, he's a pretty funny guy. S- super nice. Everybody says. All right. People think he's really nice though because right now because he gave out all that money, in the video. Have you seen the vi- like he. He says, I uh, took all the money that they were going to give me to make the music video, and I just handed it out. And then this shows him handing it out to people, and they're always crying, like, oh, and everyone's like, Drake is amazing. Even though other people have done videos like that before, Blink-182, I think, did that, and uh, uh, Casey Neistat did that on on YouTube, and so it's not a new thing. And um, also, Drake seemed to be handing it out randomly to, like, I'm not so sure. Who knows if the people needed it or not. There's no backstory. All I know is that I I think he's trying to clean up his image a little bit because he he directed some video where he was surrounded with strippers. And I don't know. Hashtag me too, Drake. That's not going to fly in 2018. And his record company knew that. So they're like, let's just bury all of that shit and you hand out cash. Anyway, look, I just said. I just said I wasn't going to shit on Drake. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry, uh, whatever your real fucking name is. What is his name? Danby? I don't know. Darby? Terrence Trent Darby? I can't remember Drake's real name. But um, I I know he's a long-time listener of the podcast. And you know you're my boy. You know. I live in a like a five-minute walk from where you grew up. I am not rich, but it's just there are apartment buildings close to the rich area, and I'm in those par- apartment buildings. And, um, oh, I almost had his name. Ephraim? That can't be right. That <laughs> can't be right. Uh, what the hell was I talking about? Right, St. Patrick's Day? Don't know. Listen, guys, I'm not getting off track. Once again, I learned my lesson. Last podcast was fucking smooth. All right? It was smooth. Why? Because I wrote a list out of things I'm going to talk about, and I did it again. And sure, I didn't start with my list, so I started rambling in many different directions. But I think it's pretty cohesive so far. Is it not? Are you not entertained? And remember, I was not in the mood to do this until Kid Motherfucking Rock changed my mind. I I love aggressive music, boy. Boy, I do. And uh, so does my son, as many longtime listeners of the podcast know. Try to keep that baby away from white zombie and ministry and rage against the machine. It's tough, man. That baby loves that shit. Oh, speaking of, and this, I didn't even write this down on the list, but I definitely should have. When I was in Kingston, lovely Kingston, Ontario, and I will say this about Kingston. Um, And I'll get back to the baby thing in just a second. Kingston, Ontario is sure. There's a lot of blue collar elements to it. There's a lot of places where you would go and you would think perhaps this is not the uh, greatest Canada has to offer. All right. I admit there are a couple of parts of Kingston that look like that. However, there is a whole other side of it because it's a university city, right? Like this what's the big one there, the Queen's University and um, big ass university. And there's a uh, so it's really a quite it has quite a progressive edge to it. You go to the grocery store that, that I mean, the, the vegan health food section shit like it's crazy. I've never seen anything like that in Toronto. It's so good. It's uh, it's good for a guy like me. Who's, you know, trying to do the vegan shit. At least the vegetarian right now. Trying to, just trying to stay healthy, guys. Oh, and I got updates on that. Man, I'm, I am updating the list as I'm talking. This, oh, this is going to be a great podcast. So many things. Okay. Uh, update. Osteo. Bo-bo-bo. There we are. Um, so, Kingston, Ontario. When I was there. A short walk from the um, condo. They they call it a condo. It was really a house. They they bought a big house there with a nice games room and all the three comics stay together. And it's kind of nice, you know? Like one of my friends actually offered to um, for me to stay with him when I'm there in Kingston. But I kind of like staying with the other comics because I'm one of the older guys now. It feels crazy to say that, but that's the truth. I'm one of the older guys, so I don't get to meet a lot of the young guys anymore. And you know, I love the young guys. Am I right? But they, um, I don't get to see a lot of them. So I, when they when they're staying at the condo, you get a little chance, little bonding time, you know. And I say guys, and I shouldn't only say guys. Of course, I'm saying guys because that's who was there this week. But I am no sexist. Hashtag Me Too. They, um, there, are, there are women who stay there as well. Of course, of course, and it's nothing but the utmost respect. All boundaries are are adhered to. There is, there's no talk. There's no flippant talk. Nothing but equality and reverence. This day and age. So yeah, I like. Uh, staying at the little house there and so they have a music store and it's uh it's mostly a guitar store so that is right up my alley at least it was up 20 year old Mark Bennett's alley I haven't really paid much attention to guitar in many moons I was in a band yep that's right guys just when you think oh Benny can't get any cooler this fucking guy was in a band a music band that's right I played guitar Play the old git fiddle, as the blues musicians would say. I uh, had an Ibanez because I was obsessed with uh, Joe Satriani, and um, so I loved Ibanez guitars. And uh, then, of course, I also I picked up a Fender Stratocaster, American Standard, not one of these cheap shits, not one of not the the what was the Mexican Standard or something it was called. Now. One with a full American standard cost a little bit of money. I had to save up my nickels for that one. Olympic white like Jimi Hendrix with a uh, maple fretboard. Now, I regret it. I regret the maple fretboard and the Olympic white. I was I was in the Hendrix. Can you blame me? I'm in the fucking Jimi Hendrix. But very shortly after, I got into the old Stevie Ray Vaughan. And, now, and then I wanted the Sunburst Fender Strat with the Rosewood fretboard. I've always liked a Rosewood fretboard, but I got the Maple because it looked like Hendrix. And even to this day, every time I play the guitar, I'm like, ah, oh, I wish it was the Rosewood. So I'm starting to play the guitar a little bit more because the boy, if you haven't listened to some of the podcasts, the boy loves music. He loves blues music. So and he wants me to play my guitar all the time. Guitar, guitar, he says. So... I, uh, I'm always playing it, but it's too big for him guys. He's 19 months old. What do you want from him? He can't fucking hold that thing. It's too goddamn big. So I've been trying to find another and fender make a, a strat that's three quarters, uh, the size. And that's, it's really nice, but it's really for kids. It's really for like seven year olds. It's still way too big for him. So I just went to the music store on the off chance they had something that my boy could hold. And uh, I settled on a ukulele. And, you know, I don't regret it. Not one little fucking. So I, I'm talking to the guy at the store and he says, because uh, there's this ukulele for like $40. And, uh, and he said, no, this is a real ukulele. He said, but it's a it's a plastic laminate. So if you want a better sounding ukulele, you go with the, something that's made of wood. And uh, he said, but the good thing with the plastic laminate is they're indestructible. I'm like, yeah, give me that one. I have a 19-month-old psychopath. He, uh, like, granted, he'll, he he may try to uh, knock our heads off with this thing. He, he hit me with it three times today, and it hurt. Like, he didn't hit me. He didn't, like, swing it like some kind of uh, lunatic. He was just swinging it around because he can, he can pick it up. So he was so happy when I came home and gave him the um, ukulele, which sets an awful precedent that because this was the first time I really left him in when he was old enough to know I was gone and uh, to come home with a present. Now he's going to be like, he's going to expect a present every single time. And you know what? he's going to get one? Because Dad feels super guilty about leaving. He feels guilty. But you got to do it sometimes. Sometimes you got to leave. Now, I'm working on it, guys. I'm working on finding a way to uh, make my home base Toronto in a way that I leave very infrequently. Yet, I sell out theaters and make tons of money and uh, influence the comedy world. You know, guys, just small goals. Small little goals. Now I'm going to go to my list. All right. Look at this. 16 minutes in. Never even looked at the list. Well, this, this podcast is going to be jam-packed. Jam-fucking-packed. Oh, and I'm still not going to the list because I'll tell you what. Uh, when I say St. Patrick's Day, the show, the last show of the week was on St. Patrick's Day, Saturday night. And um, it was over at 9.30. Starts at 8, over at 9.30. It's just what they do on Saturday at this club. So I have enough time. To drive back to Toronto, about two and a half hours. I'd be home by about midnight, maybe twelve thirty. And so I packed up my shit. I was ready to go. Couldn't wait to get home. And uh, then I think about it. I'm like, wait a second. Not only is it St. Patrick's Day, St. Patrick's Day has fallen on a Saturday night. You are going to try. You're basically it'll be like a video game, like Grand Theft Auto V, except everybody's drunk. It'll be just trying to bob and weave like Frogger going through the fucking traffic so I decided not to do it and my friend, the one who offered me to be able to stay at his place uh, he is a doctor in Kingston a very fancy man and um, doing good doing God's work and he uh he said that. Actually, when I told him I was, I, I'm going to stay instead of going, he said, yeah, it's probably for the best. We open up a brand new wing of the hospital every single time St. Patrick's Day comes. We, we add an extra, like, whole section of the hospital. I was like, Jesus, really? He's like, yeah, but, like, not for drunk drivers so much as, as it is drunk kids. They get, like, alcohol poisoning, and they got to come in, and, you know, it's just a bunch of— Like, honest to God. Like, when Sam is in university, Jesus Christ, Right. Come on now, kids out there. Just pace yourself. There's, you can get plenty drunk without getting dangerously drunk. Just, you know, have some limits. Christ, just pick an amount that you're going to drink or something. I don't know. But you don't need to go so bananas. It's not going to help you. You're not going to have a better night when you pass out and you vomit. You're just not going to have a better night. You're not going to remember your stories? Guys, it's a public service announcement. Drink in moderation. So, so far, what? uh, Pursue your dreams, but expect to be poor. And uh, drink in moderation. These are my life lessons. And also, play some fucking guitar, man. Oh, that music store. Being in there, the smell of it. You know, picking up all these guitars that I shouldn't be picking up because they're too good for me and just playing them poorly. So now I'm obsessed as I don't know. I don't know if it's just comics or if it's if you're like me, I just I get on these benders of interest. I just now I now I need just to pursue guitar to a ridiculous degree. I want to buy all kinds of pedals and all kinds of amps and just fucking rock out. I am like, I am learning scales for the blues. I'm, uh, I'm learning 12 bar blues, all the phrasing, all that just, and then, and then, but then you also, this is something that I didn't think to do. If you look, you kids out there, if you want to play guitar, I'm going to tell you, I'll absolutely get into the blues, but the first thing you really should do is ha- pick a few songs that you think you'll be able to play, master them. Learn to play those because if you're ever at a party or if you're ever anywhere and someone says, oh, you can play guitar, hey, play something. Like, you to, you got to be able to pick it up and play it solo. You know, like, it, it's what, like, that. the problem with a lot of the stuff I love, the electric guitar, and you need a backing band. Half the time you need a fucking rhythm guitar player. You need a drummer and a bassist and, uh, you know, and then you can play your cool little licks in between all the the awesome grooves that other people are playing, but when it's just you on your own, you can't just play like one lick and then like three minutes later play another one. You know that's just that doesn't sound good. You got to be able to strum out some I don't know what CCR. I don't what do the kids play these days. I don't fucking know. Bruno Mars, can you do a Bruno Mars song on an acoustic guitar? We'll see. I'll give it a shot. So that that's my plan. I'm going to try to learn a few songs that I can play if if I need to, you know, be able to play. And you also you got to make sure it's in your vocal range. You know, like I, for a while, I was playing some Tragically Hip, which are a, a great Canadian band uh, here in Canada. And um, uh, the lead singer, Gord Downey, he passed away this year. He was... Uh, Anyway, if, if you're not if you're from Canada, you know exactly what I'm talking about. He was one of the most revered artists of all time in Canada, and uh, if you're not from Canada, you still might know because he was pretty goddamn famous. But my vocal range and his were not the same. So when I'm playing like uh, Head by a Century, my voice is all cracking and shit. You can't have that. It's got to be something that you can do. Pick a man who can't sing, emulate that person. Do a lot of do a lot of the talking. Over the over the playing. That's why Bruno Mars won't work for me. That that fucker can sing, right? But yeah, getting into the guitar. Oh, it's it's exciting. It's a nice outlet too, you know, because it makes me like stand so sometimes I put so much pressure on the stand up and that world. You know, like I feel like every five seconds I should be focusing on that. So to have a hobby, something like this, oh, it it is nice. You know? Even Photography, which you guys have heard me talk about, I love that too. But that's a lot of effort. Like photography, you take your camera, you got to go outside, you got to get cold. You know, you got to wait around for good pictures. Like it, It's a whole thing. And then you got to download your computer and then you got to do all kinds of editing and Photoshop. If you want it to be a really good picture, you know, whereas guitar, you can just, you just pick it up, man. doesn't matter. You can be sitting there in your goddamn tidy whities just playing and speaking. Speaking of tidy whities my wife is threatening that um, we're going to potty train the the, the boy. And uh, so she went out, because much like me, she gets into things, like, full on. So she didn't, as soon as she thought, I'll potty train him, she uh, immediately bought a book on Amazon that she read in one day, and then she went out and got him, like, 40 pairs of little boys' underwear. Just... Well, which makes sense, right? You wouldn't want to get him old women's underwear. Just uh, it wouldn't be appropriate, right? So she got him uh, these things and uh, I was like, "Why? Why so many?" She was like, "Oh, cuz he's going to he's going to ruin them all." I was like, "Oh, yeah. It's going to be one messy fucking process, isn't it? It's going to be going to be something else." And I'll tell you what else about the boy. Now. Now I've hit the list. Guys, 23 minutes. No list. Just talking off the cuff. Is that is that the expression? Off the cuff? I think for a while I thought it was off the cuff. But I'm stupid. You know? Um I'm not a I'm not a bright man. You know what the thing is? I'm not stupid. Alright? Like I, I have an element of wit. I'm a I'm a professional comedian. I have wit. I just don't have knowledge. And uh I think that still qualifies as making you stupid just because you have the ability to know things. Not knowing them is still good enough to be considered stupid. That's what my opinion is. And I just realized you're not supposed to say stupid anymore. I I alluded to that briefly on the last podcast, but there is a pile of new words. Now I was telling this, telling the audience this uh, and, uh, In Kingston, there's a bunch of new words you're not supposed to say anymore, like stupid, idiot, nuts, nuts. Oh, that's nuts. You know, crazy. But it's, I don't know. It seems weird to me. Like, how can you not say something's nuts? Like, how is that derogatory to somebody who has mental health issues? You wouldn't call those people nuts. I I don't know. Maybe it beats me. Guys, I'm old. Okay? I I was telling the uh I was telling the audience like it wasn't too long ago where in Newfoundland like you you said the word retarded every 5 seconds. Not of course about people who had any kind of disability or mental challenge. Where well, you you said it about things that were ridiculous. You know, like your friend is like, "Hey, you want to jump off the Roof onto the into the swimming pool, and you go no, that's retarded. What's wrong with you? But I get it, because it was used for so long to describe a certain group of people. I absolutely understood that, and I made the switch. No props, but you know, like a a general term like nuts or idiot, like is who's really offended by that? There's a is there a tribe of idiots out there going? You know what? we're good people and you just, you took the term and you turn it into something else. No one can use idiot anymore. I, 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 it, to me, it's not the same thing, but I am the first to admit, I don't know a lot of things and I am probably just behind the times. You know, there's lots of stuff I don't understand this day and age. I'm trying. I'm not really trying, but, um, but I do pride myself on being tolerant. So fucking man, if that hey, look, if it helps the world, if it makes it better, if it causes people to feel less anxiety and less uh that less bad about themselves and they don't grow up with weird complexes, all right, fair enough. Okay. So uh, we're talking about cheap books on the list, cheap books. This is my wife's gripe. And um We went to get the boy a couple of books from somebody. They were selling them. They were two bucks a piece. One was a Spider-Man book. The kid loves Spider-Man. And another one was, I don't know, an animal book. And uh, we went and we got them. And they, you know, the pages were stuck together, which is never a good feeling. You know, even if it's a child's book, you're just like, what? What's sticking these things together? Come on. What happened here? and uh the staple is out so some of the pages just slid out of the Spider-Man book and and like these people that we bought this fucking thing from are so rich like they own a house in Drake's area for real and uh it like the house is at least 2 million dollars at least and they had a Mercedes and an Audi SUV in the driveway and they're charging 2 bucks a piece for books that are simply garbage. And so if my wife had bought all of their books, it would have cost like 20 bucks. And it's just like you know 2 dollars isn't a lot of money. But that's sort of half the point. Like why do you, why are you selling these for 2 dollars if a child, if a your your child doesn't want them anymore, they've outgrown them, give it to another child. It's 2 dollars. You rich cunt. You know what is why would why do you need the two bucks? And then, and then, so like on the other side, you're looking and going, well, it's just two bucks. Just give him a toonie who gives a shit. But if that's the case, I want the product to be not necessarily flawless, but certainly in good condition, you know? So being like, ah, it just sat with us wrong. You know, you're, you're charging money for these kids books you have no use for. And then the books aren't in good shape. It's just it's just a little bit of go fuck yourself right there. But uh, my wife's opinion that that's how rich people stay rich. And maybe she's got a point. Like, It's not like that 20 bucks is going to make or break them. But if they're miserly like that all the time or they're always thinking about money in that way, maybe that is one of the reasons because of the way they value money. I still think that makes them shitty people. But um, they're shitty people with more money than I have. Would I be a shittier person to get more money? Probably. Probably I would. I don't know. Like, I'd I like to say I wouldn't. We'll see. Chances are I'll get more money soon. I'm working I'm working pretty hard over here, guys, on, on changing the system, pitching TV shows, doing shit. When I make a little more money, we'll see. I bet I'll be way worse as a human. Bet I'll be way—you know what I was thinking about? Uh, well, I wasn't thinking about it. I read this thing. It was like this Twitter thread— where this guy, he was saying that... Uh, I don't think I mentioned this on the podcast. If I did, who gives a shit? This is free, right? Go fuck yourselves. So um, he said on the Twitter thread that he was a, he's a Hollywood screenwriter, and he does very well. And he said that a lot of people in Hollywood lean left on the political spectrum, in his opinion, not because that's how they were born and raised, but more because... If they're successful at all, they realize how much luck it took for them to get there. Skill level be damned, it's luck that really helps you out. And, that, and he knows that because he has very talented friends who haven't had the same fortune he's had. And people who, aren't, who, who are talented, who don't have um, a lot of money, they also... So, so basically both people are kind of left-leaning because they're more empathetic to the plight of people who are suffering. You know, people who don't have as much, whereas the guy is saying, whereas if you're born into a finance family and you're groomed to be a hedge fund manager, you often have this uh, overinflated ego where you think you deserve what you have as opposed to that it was just handed to you because you grew up with it. So you believe your own hype, whereas in Hollywood you get knocked down so often, no matter how successful you are, you know how much depends on other people the kindness of other people and also your own luck to get something done and i went that's that sounds pretty good i actually kind of like what that guy said whoever the fuck that was but um i don't know maybe there's nothing to it maybe that's just total bullshit but to me i don't know i cause i, I sort of feel the same way because guys oh my god talented Woo! you are looking at talent bro. you're listening Listening to talent right here. This fucking guy, I'll say this. All right. I'm all right. You can't, I'm pretty sure you can't say I'm bad at stand up comedy. I just did a week at a club. Loved the shows. People said nice things. Uh, Some of you may be listening to this podcast for the first time because you just found out about the podcast. So, welcome. And thank you for saying nice things if you said them. So, I'm like, Yeah, I'm pretty good. And I and if you take me out of the equation, I have friends who I am positive are excellent comedians and uh, they yet they don't have um, a lot of money. They don't have a lot of success and the money and success they do have are you are from other areas like writing and, and TV production. But stand up itself, they just it just didn't go you know, they didn't get any late night talk shows. They didn't get, uh, they don't get a lot of festivals. They don't get a lot of, and so you, you're looking around going, yeah, you're goddamn right. Luck has something to do with it. You know, like I was, I was saying to one of the kids I was working with, um, a very funny guy. And I said to him, uh, he said, you know, if, if I don't get a chance to say goodbye to you, cause he, he had to take off and, and uh, grab the bus. So he was <laughs> the Canadian comedy folks. He uh he had to leave the show early so he could make his his uh mega bus because that is fucking canadian comedy not a lot of not a lot of money in the clubs and um he was only middling but still still like it's uh you definitely you're definitely going to have to take the bus so he was saying, since I have to take the bus, I'm not going to see you. I just want to say, uh, I really enjoyed the week with you. You're very talented, which is lovely. You know, not a lot of comedians will do that. Uh, comics are just just renowned for like saying nothing about the show. Like, they're not necessarily bad people. They just, sometimes it just doesn't occur to people to go, hey, what you're doing up there is very funny. Uh, I appreciate what you're doing. It, it's It's just, it's... It's a bit awkward. It's not an instinct everyone has. But this guy had it, and I think that's great. And I reciprocated, and I I said to him, here's what I like about what you're doing. Uh, I think you're great. And um, But then I said, now, th- it doesn't mean that either of us are going to be super successful. And I said, because we both know there's more to it than that. But I will tell you right now, you're talented and funny. So I said, because I was trying to say to him, don't get discouraged if you don't get everything that you were expecting uh, or hoping for, because it doesn't. A lot of it doesn't depend on you and your your level of ability. You know, it's uh, there's some some good fortune involved. You know, but then when you get that good fortune, man, you sell those beat up kid books for two bucks, get every goddamn cent you can. And um, I mentioned briefly acupuncture. That's right, guys. Went back to the list. Mentioned acupuncture um, at the last podcast. Didn't get into it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I was telling this to my uh, doctor friend in Kingston. And he gave me a little bit of an eye roll. I saw it. I fucking saw it. And I get it, man. That's his whole life as doctoring. You know? It's... All he can do is base his opinion on the facts, the things he knows. And that sounds right. You should base your opinion on facts. He's correct to do so. It's just I'm at my wits end. You know, my wits end, guys. Because it's been almost three years now since I've been diagnosed with a weird bone disorder. And uh, nobody can find out anything about it, how to fix it what it's called, who into what's now, why my bones are dusty, nobody knows. So I have taken matters into my own hands even further. I, I was the one that switched the diet of trying to eat more healthy, vegany, whatever. Tried thinking maybe that'll make a difference. I got off all kinds of I got off all medications. Um started taking L carnitine because when that that helped with the old baby production. So if that's something I'm missing, right? If it helps the old boys swim a little faster, maybe it helps everything work a little bit better, right? So I'm taking the L-carnitine, and, um, and then I took it a step further. I said, hey, at the heart of it, my endocrinologist uh, and my geneticist, they think that it is a kidney disorder. Not disorder, but my kidneys aren't working properly to absorb the phosphorus. That's the theory. Could Maybe it's something else, but that's what they think. So I'm like, you know who specializes in the kidneys is Chinese medicine. They traditional Chinese medicine. They're all about the kidneys. The guy told me um, he was actually Korean. So there you go. Koreans can practice Chinese medicine. And uh, I'm not going to say that... I noticed he wasn't Chinese. I'm not going to say that. But I, I tell you what, I did think in my brain when I saw him. So, oh, OK, this guy's Chinese because I didn't I don't think Chinese people look like this. That was what that was the thought in my head. But then I thought, oh, you dumb, ignorant fuck. Of course, this is what Chinese people look like. He's a Chinese traditional Chinese medicine doctor. But no, he was Korean. And when he told me that, I was glad he told me because it validated my thought. It made me made me feel way less racist, you know, because I noticed that he didn't look Chinese, and I was fucking right. Now, could I have pinpointed Korean? I think so. I think so. It's just I went with the you know you know what I'm saying. It's just I'm at a I'm at a traditional Chinese medicine clinic. I'm getting acupuncture, you know. But he cleared it up. He was—he looked like um, one of the K-pop kids, like he, he was. He looked like uh, the ladies would love him, or the boys. I don't. Which listen, whatever way he wants to swing, that is. I am fine with that. He—he he was a—he was a pretty man, is what I'm saying. With one of those pretty sweeping boy band haircuts, I'm sure he does well with whatever orientation he likes. That's what he does well with. And he was a good dude. He explained a lot of the Chinese medicine to me. Went, all, went right over my head. Didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. Was trying. I'm listening. I'm nodding. I remember at one point just thinking about, like I was literally in my head going, are you nodding at the right time? Wait, you're nodding too much. Slow your nods down. And wait. Okay, now you can nod. And now you can nod. And then I started thinking, you were thinking about how to react to this man. Why don't you just listen to what he's saying? But it's just, I started to get confused, you know, because he's trying to pack in a lot of history into his lesson. Whereas I'm like, could you just stick needles in me, please? Which is not something I ask everybody, but I asked him, I told him the whole thing. And he said, he said, well, I gotta be honest. I have never heard of this in my whole life. And I said, you know what? I don't blame you one little bit, buddy, because nobody fucking has. All right. Nobody knows what's wrong with me. Some of the biggest experts in the world don't have a clue. So don't you blame yourself, you fucking Korean model. You're doing great. So he stuck the needles in, didn't feel them, just felt one of them, didn't feel the other ones, but I couldn't sleep that night. You know, well, basically, here's the thing. I, I'll tell you a little bit about it. Uh, he said that a good way to think about it is, and he stuck the needles in my feet and my shins, you know, my calves, which is, but he was saying like this is good, this is good for the kidneys. I'm like, all right, whatever the fuck, man. And he said uh, a way to think about it is, he said, well, what what's proven? He goes, Western medicine can't really prove why a lot of acupuncture works, even though it does seem to work um, for a lot of people. And he said, but what has been proven is poking certain areas with the needles creates uh, releases certain hormones in the body. So they know that, and so that maybe is what's helping with, with some of it. So he said the way to think about it is if you – it's like your, your body is full of highways. There's all kinds of roads and highways going through it, and um, sometimes there's a traffic jam on some of the highways. So when you poke a needle into the traffic jam, that lets the emergency crews know this is where we need to go, guys. The traffic jam is down here. Send the fucking fire department, man. Is the fire department you send? I don't know. The tow trucks and the police. And I was like, you know what, dude? That is. That, is, that makes a lot of sense. You are you are talking some sense now, yeah, goddamn handsome Korean, and um, I gotta go back and see him on Sunday, gladly. Had a lovely experience. Can't wait to do it again. I thought I was gonna be like all uh, in my back, you know, and like on my eyebrows and shit like that, but uh, I feel really bad for Steve, the great Canadian athlete friend of the podcast who, uh, he's having these migraine headaches and he just had Botox to do it. And I, you know, I was saying, why didn't you do the acupuncture? Right. And he was saying that, uh, he just, he hates needles so much. He can't, uh, can't deal with it. So I said, um, well, that's too bad. It's too bad because I, he, he hasn't seen me since I've had the acupuncture, but when he does, I'm going to tell him it was fucking delightful and you should have done it. Instead, he froze his head. His whole head is frozen. He'll never look surprised again. You know, but it's a small price to pay if it fixes his head. But I asked him, he said his head still hurts. So, you know, too bad. All right. Oh, okay. Let's see what else we got on the list here. Uh. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's uh, see. Speaking of my bones, I, I mentioned the CPR course last Podcast, and but what I didn't mention was, so I'm an awkward person. I don't know if that comes through clear enough, but I'm one awkward some bitch. I, and um, I'm sitting. I, I show up, and the room is super small, and uh, all the chairs are taken except one, and it's way in the back. And uh, granted, it's only a small room, but like everybody is. On the same level, so you I, I can't see past everybody's head, and I can see they have a bunch of demonstration dolls up front, and I'm thinking i'm not going to get to see this. I'm doing this CPR course so that I know CPR for my baby, well my toddler now i I want to learn this shit you know it's not like some kind of some kind of course that uh, I could just sleep through. I need this information it's very important so um, they start adding more chairs in because they They run out of chairs and people keep showing up. And then. um, So I get up. And I help move some chairs. And then I sit in the front. I sit right in the front. And I can hear. I I can feel a few eyes on me. You know. Just jealous. They're just jealous. They all wanted to move up front too. They didn't have the balls. You know. They didn't. They didn't go. You know what? We we won't be able to see in the back. They all knew. They all knew what I knew. But I was the one that made the move. And uh me and like one other person. And then that was it. Those chairs were now taken. So, I could feel the eyes on me. I'm like, "You know what, guys? This is for my boy. You know, I I'm I'm sorry. I will I I'm I'm doing it." So, skip ahead to Later in the course, this, uh, the crazy little man who's teaching it, he asks uh, me, of course. He's about to demonstrate the Heimlich Maneuver, and he asks me if I can stand up and help him. And, like, so now I have to say I have a bone disease because I have no idea How, like, if he's going to actually, if he actually did the Heimlich maneuver, I'd break my ribs for real. Even if he did a little bit of it, like my ribs break very easily. So I just said, I have a bone disease. And honest to God, I'm pretty sure those same eyes that had the jealousy in them were like scoffing. Eye scoffing, the worst type of scoffing. Where they were like, ah, he just doesn't want to stand up and participate. At uh, first, he just moves up like he owns the place. Now he's too good to stand up. What a fucking prick, right? That's what they were thinking. I could I could feel it. And I just hated the whole thing so much, you know, that I, I've i decided what I'm going to say from now on is, uh, hey, I got a couple broken ribs. That's what I'm going to say to people, you know, if, if anything ever comes up. And then if they delve further... They're like, oh, Jesus, why did you break your ribs? And then I can say, well, you know, because even though technically I don't have broken ribs, they're probably sort of broken somewhere. You know, there's probably little cracks and shit. And they certainly have been broken many times in the past couple of years. So if I say I just have broken ribs, maybe that'll, nah, you know what, that might make it worse. You say you have broken ribs and then then you got to get into it and then people are like, "Oh, how would you break your ribs?" And they go, "Oh, you know, just sitting up and lying down." You're like, "What? What's going on with-? Then you got to do, you're probably just better off saying I have a bone disease. Ah, god damn it. I do a lot of jokes about this on uh, in my uh in my act. Cuz why not make disease funny? Right? It's the only way. You just guys you got to be able to laugh at yourself. Got to be able to laugh at yourself. And uh, speaking of that, there was a one of the kids in the audience. I asked, I said, is that your girl there? He was with a woman. Um, And he said, oh, this lady. And I was like, oh, you fucking PC kids. Like, is that your girl? Is that your guy? You know, I call men dudes and guys and dicks and, you know, and so you call women ladies and girls and, and, you know. Like it's one thing to call them chicks and bitches, right? But girl, like it, it's it's hey, yeah, like you like when you're on a sports team. Hey, let's go, boys. Let's go, girls. Let's go, boys and girls. Even though you're talking to 25 year olds, you know that's that's how I meant it. But I said I I we we I made many jokes about it, and it seemed to go pretty well. The kids didn't seem to be that offended. They 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 went with it. They were clapping and laughing and shit. Um, but I, I was just telling them like I I just don't. I don't know what to be saying anymore, and I'm honest about it. I really, and I think that's, one of the comics was telling me, I think that's one of the reasons it went so well, is that you're honest. You're just honest about it. You don't, you don't exactly know what you should be saying. You don't exactly know why some stuff is bad and why some stuff is good right now, and uh, you're working through it, you know? But it'd be nice. It'd be nice to be fucking enlightened, you know, and figure all this shit out. And I'll tell you what else. Bruise on the head. That is what this topic is. Oh, Jesus Christ, we're going long on this podcast. Oh, man, jam-packed. Writing lists. Guys, you got to write yourself some lists. You want to you wanna have a good, organized time, and who doesn't? What, what is better than having a good time? Having a good, organized time. Bruise on head, this one is called. My precious little boy, all right, was left at home. Left at home with his dear, beloved mother. I, as I said, I haven't been away from him for a long stretch of time since he's been aware. Well, basically since his mother went back to work. She went back to work nine months ago. No, wait, seven months ago. And I have been taking care of him in the daytime And then I go out and I do my bullshit at night. And, and, you know, sometimes my wife will have to take a day off if I have a show that's out of town. But since I had a weekend of shows, I left on Wednesday. And so she took off the rest of the week, Thursday and Friday. And uh, then she, so Thursday morning, uh, she gets up and part of it was my fault. Okay. Part of it was my fault. Because I had lost my hat and Kingston was fucking freezing. So I just texted, hey, did I leave my hat at home? Because otherwise I have dropped it in the snow out here somewhere. And I'll never find it again. So she took a little search around to find the hat. And when she turned her back for a split second, the kid got in a little wagon that is used for transporting toys. He tipped it over. Went down with it, and it has a little steel bar, and he smashed his fucking head off the steel bar, and a giant welt immediately. Like the whole, like it looked like he had like a baseball on his forehead. Just it swelled up so much, and then it turned black, and his whole forehead was black, and he was screeching, and he would not, you you couldn't touch it, but he kept touching it. And then screaming again and touching it. And like He was like, like just, a, oh, oh my God, what's happening? And we, oh, I felt horrible because I'm not there. And my wife, like, think about that. She is alone with him, basically, for the first time since she went back to work. And the kid almost, like, knocks his own head off. And she's like saying, oh, see, you shouldn't have left this. I'm the worst. I'm the worst mother in the world. Almost had a freaking panic attack. I'm like, sweetheart, it is fucking uh, a baby. All right. They make, they, they, there's accidents. They fall all the time. They get bumps and bruises. Yes, this is the biggest bump he's ever had. I, I grant you. And look, I'm not going to say the thought didn't cross my mind that it wouldn't have happened under my watch. All right. I'm not saying that thought didn't happen, but it's a stupid thought. Of course, that could happen to me at any time. He's fallen a bunch of times around me. It's just, it's never had the bad luck that he smacked his head off a steel bar. You know, he's, uh, and plus, like, I helicopter him a little more, too, which is probably a bad thing. You know, sure, maybe he'll bump his head more if you if you're, you know, not as close to him as I am, but... He probably won't grow up with a crazy, crippling anxiety disorder, you know? But anyway, and no matter how much you helicopter parent your kid, they're still going to fall. They're still, they're like little suicide bombers. They fucking, they're just kamikazes. Wait, Wait, what do you got over there? Let me get at it. It's a knife. Let me grab it and shove it down my throat. They're just lunatics. They just don't know what's good for them. Like, my son, he's, he's he has, like, an itchy tailbone. I don't know what it is. We think he might be allergic to this brand of diapers we have, so we've switched out the diapers. But what's happened now is that he's got a little, like, dead skin right at his tailbone, like, and right around, like, his, his lower back. So he's just, like, looks like he's scratching his ass all the time. He looks like some just drunk asshole, just like, oh, fucking, like, waking up after a bender. So he's always, like, scratching like really hard and like making himself bleed because it's he's so itchy. So we've been putting creams on it and stuff like that. But my wife's been putting on the zinc cream, but I like to use the Vaseline. I just, I feel like he doesn't scratch as much when I use the Vaseline. So now that I'm home and he started scratching again, I said, oh, is, is your, is your back itchy? I'm going to put, I'll put on some Vaseline. And <laughs> so he just grinned. Just <clears throat> and then he says, Vaseline. And then I start putting it right there on his arse. And then he just starts going, Vaseline, Vaseline. And my wife's like, do you see what you're doing? You're making your boy love Vaseline rubbed on his asshole. Do you see that? And I'm like, hey, hey, this is 2018, all right? If my boy loves a good Vaseline on his asshole, I'm fine with that. I don't don't think you can. You can't affect someone, right? I don't know. I'm old. I am sure. I'm sure that stuff is set in stone in your genetics, right? Yeah. There's no way. Just and it, and if I'm wrong, just you know, shoot me an email and and give me a show me a scientific study. But I'm pretty sure there's no way to screw up your boys' sexual preferences by rubbing Vaseline on his butt. I'm just, I'm going to choose to believe that uh, he, he's going to turn out the way he's going to turn out and the Vaseline is going to have nothing to do with it, right? Because that's what a progressive man thinks. So thanks so much for listening to the podcast and my crazy-ass bullshit. Hope you had a lovely St. Patrick's Day You know, and even though St. Patrick's Day is over, guys, still, don't go drinking your asses off if you're young or old. Drink in moderation. Don't drink and drive, for Christ's sake. Some of us are out there fucking getting paid shit all to do stand-up comedy on the roads in the middle of the night. All right? Had some goddamn courtesy. Thanks again to the lovely people at Kingston, and uh, I'll check in with you soon. I said shut up. See you.